This is Unexpected with Hannah Love. In this podcast, you will gain a new perspective of how God loves you enough to call you to things that you couldn't have imagined for yourself. When you have kids in your life, you go all out to make the holiday season magical and memorable. But how do you make it meaningful, too? You can start by talking. Talk About is the new digital resource from Awana, designed to spark family conversations about what it means to be a faithful Christ follower in our everyday lives. At Christmas parties, at school, on the ball field, in all the places we do life. When you subscribe to Talk About, you'll get a bundle of digital content sent to your email every week with conversation guides that tie scripture to real-life topics, helpful prep videos, midweek activities for your kids, even Spotify playlists to keep your family's heart centered on Jesus. And Talk About is offering a great deal right now. If you subscribe today and use code Hannah, you'll get your first two months free, starting with the Light of the World series, perfect for family faith conversations this season. Visit TalkAboutDiscipleship.com and use code Hannah to start your two free months. That's TalkAboutDiscipleship.com. Welcome back to our Gifts of Influence series. During the holiday madness, I thought it would be a great time to reflect on the gifts God has given each of us. Using the seven mountains of influence as a tool, my hope is that you'll be able to identify your mountain or mountains of influence and how you can be intentional about using them where you are. Every person has God-given gifts. And because of these gifts, every person is equipped to play a part in the body of Christ. Just as a little refresher, I'll name the seven mountains of influence that inspired this series. They are media, education, family, business, arts and entertainment, religion, and government. Today, we will be covering a big one, arts and entertainment. And yes, that is rolled all into one. And I really wouldn't be me if I didn't first tie in a quick little story to get us started. I suppose this used to be a touchy subject for me. See, once upon a time, I was told that I wasn't gifted in this area, arts and entertainment. (laughs) I know I've mentioned competing in pageants years ago, but what I remember most about that time wasn't exactly warm and fuzzy memories. It was actually pretty stressful. I began competing for scholarship money, and in the system I was in, There was a scoring system comprised of talent, quote-unquote talent, interview, swimsuit, and evening gown. Of these categories, talent made up the greatest percentage of the overall score, followed by interview and so on. Well, the problem was that the talent portion was only a 90-second on-stage performance. So naturally, to perform on stage, your talent needed to have an entertainment value and be considered a performing art. Now, unfortunately for me, my talents happen to be in the creative arts department in sports rather than the entertainment side. I could paint or draw or sketch or take pictures or play ball, but none of these things were options in a 90-second window on stage. For someone who would never consider themselves an entertainer, this portion was incredibly stressful to me. Essentially, 
My options were sing, dance, tap, or play an instrument. And I'll be the first to tell you, I don't have a rhythmic bone in my body. Therefore, the only viable option for me was singing. Everyone can sing, even if it doesn't sound good. So, over the years, I did all I could do to better myself and my chances at competing. Again, the goal was to win scholarship for college. And to me, a few seconds of embarrassment on stage would have been worth having no school debt. So, I took interview coaching, I took voice lessons, I maintained a strictly clean diet, and a tough gym routine for hours a week for over two years. The frustration for me was that no matter how hard I worked, I'd never come close to winning without a strong talent. It was, after all, worth the greatest portion of my score. I was disheartened after every pageant. One evening, after a pageant, my mom and I went IHOP, of course, to enjoy a post-loss treat. A lot of girls did this. While we were there, a woman came up to me. She was the mother or aunt of another girl competing, and she said to me something along the lines of, Honey, you are beautiful. Have you ever considered another pageant system? There's another one that doesn't require talent. I mean, I've received my fair share of backhanded compliments, but never from a grown woman before. It kind of shocked me. I was already insecure in my quote-unquote talent. Nobody needed to tell me that, but she did. And frankly, it stayed with me and even planted a seed that led me to my next chapter in life. After a couple of years, I did eventually make the switch over to the other system. It was the last pageant I was ever going to do. I went into it with peace, knowing that I had made the preparations and if this new system didn't work out, at least I'd put in years of discipline in other areas that really did prepare me for life beyond college. I had no expectations and I was totally at ease because I knew I didn't have to perform on stage this time around. Nobody was more shocked than me then when they announced me as the winner at the end of the competition week. I spent the next year traveling all over the state, speaking and making appearances. And do you know the message that I took with me into every auditorium and classroom? I told them they were all gifted. I told them every single child has gifts that God has given them. Every single person. I told them they didn't have to perform or sing or dance or play sports. I told them God gives all kinds of gifts. I told them they could be artists or writers. I told them they could have the gift of kindness or teaching. I named anything I could think of that I have seen within the hearts and lives of people I've met throughout my life. Things God gifted that were special to them. And then I told them never to feel bad when those gifts didn't look like other people's. In fact, I wish I had known this quote by Bob Goff at the time because I would have shared it with him. He says, God never compares what he creates. And that, my friend, is the truth. So, if it sounds a little bit like I'm on my soapbox about this topic, you will have to excuse me because it really is personal to me. And in many ways, I feel like God has set me up perfectly to be able to share this encouragement with others. God gives us all gifts. If only we take the time to recognize them. Once we do, 
we can begin using each and every one to glorify the very one who gave them to us. Hey guys, I just wanted to take a quick second to tell you about one of our sponsors, Abide. The end of the year can bring so much stress and anxiety. And guys, I know because I'm about to have a baby, so it's just another level. (laughs) And that is why I'm excited to tell you about an app that I use and love, Abide Sleep and Pray Meditation app. It is the number one Christian meditation app that helps you be your best and deepen your experience with the peace of Christ through biblical meditation. Now, you guys know that I talk about the Abide app. I use it. I will wake up in the middle of the night, tap my little app button, and will drift to the words of Jesus. It is so calming, so peace-filling, and that's why I wanted to share it with you today. So with Abide's premium subscription services, you get early access to more content and ad-free meditation, which is huge. Who doesn't love ad-free everything? And an experience that you can cater to your needs. It has background music, customization, a sleep timer, and even a journal to help all of your health habits become routine. So download the Abide app today and find peace amidst the chaos. Right now, I have a special offer when you subscribe. 25% off your first year when you sign up for the premium subscription, but only if you text my promo code UNEXPECTED to 22433. Don't wait. Download Abide Sleep and Pray Meditation today and text my promo code UNEXPECTED to 22433 today to get 25% off. And now, back to our show. Now that I have given a little personal bit, I will dive into the mountain of influence we are covering today, arts and entertainment. According to Generals.org, in this mountain, we find some of the most influential forces shaping our society. Music, filmmaking, television, social media, and the performing arts drive the cultural taste, values, and standards of a nation's citizens, particularly its youth. With a heavy reliance on the strong appeal of sex, drugs, and alcohol, the arts and entertainment industries wield significant influence. The body of Christ needs powerful, righteous men and women who are not afraid to take their God-given talent into the arts and entertainment arenas. People ready to further His purposes while impacting those who are lost in darkness and would not otherwise be interested in any kind of Christian message in traditional forms. I love that last bit. I'll read it again slowly. Impacting those who are lost in darkness and would not otherwise be interested in any kind of Christian message in traditional forms. I personally believe that this is why arts and entertainment is one of the most important arenas, at least for younger generations. It's the place that holds the most potential for bringing God's presence into the lives of those who may not experience it any other way. It's the mountain that touches those who often run from or simply have no interest in God. They prefer, rather, to be engulfed in the world, pop culture, relevant hot topics, and the lifestyles of the famous. It makes sense that this is the mountain where we can most deeply affect the lives of the coming generations. 
This particular sphere of influence is one that gets to take the world stage more often than many of the others. After all, entertainment belongs on a platform. It's crucial then for those who possess these gifts to understand their role in it. It's tricky too, because if you're really, really extraordinary at what you do, chances are the world will elevate you. I've noticed that many who possess God-given gifts in the arts and entertainment sphere are the very ones who make it in the secular world. I'm not saying this is a bad thing. On the contrary, the bigger the audience, the greater the opportunity to share the gospel. However, the other side of that coin is that many other things can come with a certain level of success. Fame, money, pride, and ultimately any form of distraction that the world can throw at a person. This is why I said it can get tricky. Unless you have a solid foundation and continue to fix your eyes on Jesus above all else, it can be easy to get lost in it all. I say this not to discourage any of you from stepping fully into this sphere of influence, but rather to remind you of how you got there in the first place and ultimately as a reminder of why you're there too. To bring light into dark places Matthew 5.14 reminds us, You are the light of the world. A town built on a hill cannot be hidden. And that is exactly what your life will be like on the mountain of arts and entertainment. I often think of people in this arena as artists, writers, filmmakers, singers, athletes, and even those in the fashion industry. It is, after all, either art or a form of entertainment. In fact, I'd go so far as to say that content creators could even be in this category. Think Instagram, TikTok, YouTube, etc. Because they are making consumable material for the masses to enjoy or be entertained by. And I know I covered media in the previous episode, but these days every single mountain of influence will eventually bleed into the media sphere. That's why I started with it. Eventually, those who are successful in their mountains often become ones who have influence or are influencers. Now, according to Merriam-Webster Dictionary, influence is the power or capacity of causing an effect in indirect or intangible ways, or the act or power of producing an effect without apparent exertion or force or direct exercise of command. And an influencer is one who exerts influence, a person who inspires or guides the actions of others. Often, specifically, a person who is able to generate interest in something by posting about it. Even if you don't have a blue check by your name, if your gifts fall into this category, you are having an effect, even if it's in an indirect way. Someone has seen your gifts and is watching what you do with them just as they will take note of how you act and speak and live your life. It all matters. For example, did you know that David in the Bible was first known not for his bravery or faith, but rather for his music? He was a harpist and a songsman. He spent his days playing and singing to his sheep, worshiping God as a young shepherd boy. His gifts were so notable that an official in King Saul's court recommended him as a skilled harpist to make the king feel better when evil spirits were bothering him. His gifts led to favor with the king and eventually to an elevated status. It was a catalyst for his future as the king himself. 
And who knows that your own gifts couldn't be a catalyst for the greater design God has in store for you. If all of this isn't encouraging enough, let me end with this current day success story in the arts and entertainment arena. If you've listened to this podcast, you've probably heard me mention the show, The Chosen. It is a show that beautifully depicts some of the life of Christ and his disciples. Against all odds in a secular market, the season three special theater premiere just turned Hollywood heads by coming in third place in the box office. The creator used his gifts to think outside the box, from fundraising to production to business model. Each creative phase was executed with a Christian foundation. It was all done with the mindset of maintaining the integrity of Christ's life, as well as his purposes on earth. The world told this man no, but he worked in this mountain anyway, with the gifts God gave him. The end result is that millions upon millions have now seen the show around the world. Countless countries and the lives in them have had a chance to hear the hope of Christ. So now I have to ask, could you use your gifts to do the same? Are you taking your gifts and skill sets and having an effect? Are you standing out in the world in a way that shines light in the darkness? Because you can. And that's why He gave each of you every gift to bring joy and hope and light to the world that desperately needs it, to be the body of Christ serving in every sphere of influence, touching lives where only you can. Today, my prayer is that those of you listening will be encouraged. Look at all of those beautiful things that you are so good at, because those are the very things God has equipped you with to make a difference. It wasn't by mistake or by chance that you can do what you do and you are where you are. So let it all be for Him. And if you are in a season where that gift makes you stand out from the world, embrace it. For those are the very moments that you can get elevated to the platforms He has waiting for you. Enjoy your gifts. Share them with the world. And above all else, let God work through them so that the world may know Him. Thank you so much for listening today. If this episode has encouraged you, please feel free to share it with your family and friends. There's a lot of stuff going on in the world today, and my hope is that this show is a candle in the dark.